When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. Thank you for being here wherever you are, whatever you're doing. We appreciate you so much. We're so happy that you found us. So if someone recommended the show to you or shared an episode with you, please thank them for us personally. Let them know right now or when you're done listening, hey, Sarah and Matthew say thank you for sharing this with me because they're super excited to have me as a podcast listener. So do that. That's one of your homework assignments. (laughs) And to also make sure that you are subscribed to the show and following us on all of the appropriate channels so that you can get updates and you can be in the know on whatever's going on, whatever we're creating here. One of the great ways to be in the know is to be in our private Facebook group. So make sure you go to the links that are shared in the show notes in whatever episode you're listening to, or you can go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page, which is D-I-A-H podcast. And then on Facebook, it's doing it at home. You will find links to the private Facebook group. And that is where we drop exclusive content. We put things in the group first before it comes out in other places, as well as, you know, stuff that might not show up in other places. So it's, really great incentive to be in there because you kind of get that insider scoop. And then also the community aspect, the ability to communicate back and forth and have dialogues around a lot of really great topics. We go live in there. We put videos in there. We ask for your feedback. So again, the private Facebook group, doing it at home group, doing it at home birth group. (laughs) But like I said, the links are, are everywhere. So you'll be able to find it. And the swag shop, please do not forget to check out the swag at our website, diahpodcast.com, our Have Babies Where You Make Them shirts. Just keep going out into the world, and I'm so excited about it. Every single time I see one of those ordered, it just makes me so full of joy. So make sure to get yours or to gift it to your fellow home birth mama or friend or birth junkie. Again, links in all of the show notes and our website. 
Today's episode is really exciting for us. So there are a couple elements to it that make it a little different. One, it's live recorded in our home. We have only done a couple of those to date, and it is with two of our closest friends and loved ones. We don't get that opportunity all the time to have people super close to us on the show. We've had our moms on in the past, and then we've had a couple of friends or acquaintances or people that we've gotten to know, and these peeps are some of our favorite people, and so we're really excited to have them. Anthony Strayhorn and Erica James Strayhorn, husband and wife, two of, like we, I said, our closest friends. They are Auntie Erica and Uncle Anthony to Maya. They were some of the first people to show up at the house after she is born was born, and we do life with them. We are very much involved in each other's everything, our families, our businesses, and we just really enjoy having them in our chosen family. And they are pregnant, planning a home birth. So you can imagine our elation (laughs) at that. So they are live in our home with us talking about their process and their journey and planning for their home birth. And we're just so grateful to them for sharing their their time and energy with us. And yeah, it's just really personally exciting for us. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking and let you listen to our conversation with Anthony and Erica. What's up, Anthony and Erica? Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How the heck are you? We're awesome. I'm awesome. Doing very well. Excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, we're excited. This is... um, only the what third time we've had live guests? Yes. Yeah, so we're we're super pumped. To have yeah, both so you by all here. here you mean really here. Yes. Really yes. physically here. In the house. All of us. I can touch you. Yes, almost. You almost. Long arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for driving over here and hanging out. This is gonna be fun. Of um, course. Thank you for having us. Okay, so we know you, but our listeners don't know you. So mm-hmm. will you just bring them in and share a little bit about who you all are? Absolutely. So my name is Erica James Trahorn. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Atlanta. I My office was in Midtown, but since the pandemic, I've been seeing clients all at home, so virtually. And I specialize in couples and individuals. And even with the couples, specifically in with the individuals, the foundation of the work I do is self-care. So really helping clients gain a better and deeper connection with themselves through acts of self-care. And that can look like anything from getting your nails done or all the way up to holding and keeping your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're the self-care queen. Yes. You are yeah. who I text multiple <laughs> times a day. Just to give context on really our relationship and how close we are, if I have to open my phone in my text and you are not within that first scroll, I know there's a problem. Yes. <laughs> so if you there. see me on my phone, I'm most likely texting Erica. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> all right, what about you, dude? Yes, my name is Anthony Strayhorn. I'm a personal trainer and transformation coach here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I have a brand called Stray Fit and a coaching program called Stray from the Norm Coaching Experience. And what I do very well is to bridge the three areas of wellness, such as fitness, mindfulness, and overall lifestyle. And I do that in a fun way where I take people through several different types of um, coaching as well as training to help people have more of a a fun and holistic and uh, total integrative approach to it all. And so 
That's what I've been doing here in Atlanta, and I love doing it. I have fun, and I have an amazing community that supports me here in Atlanta, including you all. <laughs> and um, that's what I do. That's amazing. Yeah, you guys are gonna have one healthy baby, right? Yes. yes. People listen like, oh my gosh, <laughs> mentally, so emotionally, physically, and oh my gosh. So yes, we will include links for all the ways you can connect with them, and especially if you're the in the Atlanta area and beyond. But yeah, people are gonna want to talk to you all. I'm yes, very clear from this conversation. So aside from just being awesome, and we love you. We're here to talk about babies. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so exciting that we can have this conversation in this way now because you are pregnant. I am pregnant. Mm-hmm. I am 24 weeks pregnant. Oh my gosh. With That's a baby so girl. Cool. Yes. Okay. That's so awesome. I can see the belly bump yep. from here. Bumping. Bumping the table. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're here to talk about babies. Let's take a few steps back, I guess, Mm -hmm. and share, just share a little bit about, did you both know you wanted kids at some point in time, even before knowing each other? Is that something you saw? Yeah, I definitely thought I wanted kids, but I was not the woman who was like, kid, 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 I got to have a kid. You know, it just was something that I felt would come naturally in the progression of my life. And something that I always kind of think about or joke about was when we were first dating, he was the one, he was the first one talking about having a baby and I can't wait to be a, a dad and excited to see me as a mother. And this was like early on, I'm talking like two months into the relationship. So that was interesting for me because I hadn't really been in a relationship before where my partner was that excited about pregnancy like that wasn't even anything ever on the table and so and it kind of helped me shift my narrative too around what I thought men thought about pregnancy and having kids and just shifting my internal conversations and expectations around that so it was pretty cool yeah that, that sounds different mm-hmm. bringing in the kid conversation two months in <laughs> that's cool man yeah yeah for me it was one of those deal breaker questions and or conversations to have just so we are aligned from the beginning in our early uh, stages of our relationship. So I was just like, all right, let's just have one of these conversations where we can really get down to whether or not we're a fit for each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly something's fit. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess so. so. Anyways. So let's talk about then the family planning process or when you talked about, okay, was there a moment for you all where it was, okay, this is the time or was there like a natural progression kind of walk us through, you know, when you felt you were ready to make that step? Sure. So for me and for both of us, we were clear that we wanted to be married first. And so that was the thing. It was like marriage first and then get pregnant. And initially we were going to wait until a year after we, we were married before we started, um, you know, thinking about having a kid. And it was around our one year anniversary. And I remember we were about to go to Tulum and mm-hmm. we had told people in the community, like, you know, we're thinking about getting pregnant. Like it's been a year. This is what we talked about. We told our family that. And so as it was closer and closer to our first year anniversary, I know that I had my grandmother and my mother like, so mm. is it going to happen? What's going to happen? Is it going to happen? And I remember distinctly having conversations with two women maybe three women in the community, and they were giving me just their thoughts and opinions around, you know, pregnancy, 
checking in with why I wanted to, why I wanted it to be a year. Was I attached to that time frame? You know, and just give me a broader context of what that choice to get pregnant was going to be like and what it could look like and allowing myself the opportunity to just remember that even though we said it was a year, it doesn't have to be a year. We can change mm-hmm. it at any time that we want it to. Yeah. And initially I was just kind of like, why are y'all telling me? About my uterus and when I can have a baby, you know, <laughs> I kind of received it and, you know, not as in a, a very powerful way, but all in all, looking back now, and even then, I was really appreciative of those conversations mm-hmm. because, again, it did open me up to another perspective of, am, do I really want to get pregnant now? You know, what would that really look like for me? Just because we said it was a year doesn't mean it has to be a year. We can wait, you know, and do it whenever in any other time. Mm-hmm. So that was some of the initial conversations around when it was going to happen. I think that's really powerful to look at. I mean, your why around anything mm-hmm. and particularly something as big as having children. You know, we are huge proponents of that on the show is look at your intentions, look at your why. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something that it reminds me of is, you know, when you really want to get married, you know, looking at the whys around that. And I think a lot of times we find ourselves, you want a wedding, not necessarily to be married. Mm-hmm. And I know I've found myself at times, I want to be pregnant, but I don't know if I necessarily want a baby just yes. yet. So finding those distinctions and what's really at play is an important introspective process. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I mean, then you add on top of that pressure from family, mm-hmm. Yeah, people mm-hmm. around you having babies, yep. people on social yeah. media having babies, and then biological clock or age or any of that sure. stuff. And you start having all these... Like like the the stack for oh, the yeah. have a kid grows even if that desire, that true, you know, deep desire doesn't grow. Exactly. So it's cool that you went through that process. Yep. And I distinctly have a conversation remember having conversations with my grandmother because, you know, she's the bold type. She's like, I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I've been on this earth longer than everybody. So I can just do and say whatever I feel. And so I had to tell her a couple of times like, hey. Or ask her, hey, can you stop asking me about when we're going to get pregnant? Like, I, I, when when we decide that, you'll be the first person I'll call. I promise you. Until then, just chill out with the questions. Yeah. 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 That's a great note. I'm, I'm, I can see someone right now. Chill out with the questions. <laughs> like, taking that as an exact quote and yes. using that possibly today. Right. <laughs> so I love that. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Anthony, how are you feeling about the timing? Yeah, I think it's very aligned with where we're at in our life right now because like, I wanted to make sure that we had a lot of core things like in place. I mean, nothing's perfect. You can't always have all of the blocks all together, all mm-hmm. lined up, but especially around just some of our expenses we had going on in our in our relationship. So we got to handle more in our debt. 
And that was a big part because it's a big undertaking financially to have a baby mm-hmm. and to, um, you know, deal with those things day in and day out. So that was really important for us to have a an agreement on mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, be rock solid in that. So, but as it pertains to now, I think it's divine time. You know, I, I never really had a huge attachment to when we would have the, have a baby. I, I was considerate of Erica in terms of like, the, the idea of the age for a woman, you know, that's more optimal for her to have a baby. But I was never that too, I was never that attached to like, it has to happen by this time. Otherwise our life is going to look like this. So that whole narrative that projecting that you can't have kids the way you want to at this point, because you can't wait that late. It was never like a story that I had brewing in my mind. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. How old are both of you just for listeners to get? I'm 36. I'm 38. Nice. So by some standards, and I say some because this is not held everywhere, mm-hmm. you are of an age that, Absolutely. I mean, is that a straight up geriatric so, label? I think it is, like 35 and above. Yes. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think it's uh, 32 or 33 and above. Mm. Honestly, I can't, oh my I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the specific number. Crazy. And they wow. didn't necessarily use that with me when I... the. The doctor's appointments I've had and the ones in the past and the current ones, they don't actually, they haven't said that mm-hmm. during the appointments. However, when I look at the notes, then it's there. Wow. It's like geriatric. And I'm like, I'm, wow. I guess I'm 85 years old. Yeah. You know, when you use that, when you hear that word, that's what you think. Yeah. They did use the word at a high risk or okay. at risk pregnancy. And I, when they first said that to me, I immediately asked them to never use that. Like, can you not say that in front of me? Can you try to remove that from any of the notes that you write? Can you communicate that to the rest of my treatment team? Because I don't wow. believe that I'm high risk or at risk at all. I think I'm probably the healthy, healthiest mom that you guys have on your caseloads. And oftentimes they would tell me that, mm. whether it was the nurse practitioner, the actual doctor, any, sometimes the um, people working the front desk would just be like, you're so healthy. You're the healthiest X, Y, and Z and you know, all these things. So there was a clear disconnect between how I'm showing up, how I'm taking care of myself versus the at-risk label. Like yeah. it's obviously not a fit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy you said that because it lets people know who's listening. You can you can say that. Yeah. And say, hey, if that's fine, if that's the label you want to give me, don't say it around me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so going into this journey, I was very confident and inspired and empowered to communicate the kind of relationship I wanted to have with my medical team, as well as how I wanted them to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I knew that I had a level of power and you know I could say I I have my own rights as a patient so to speak and even in the mental I mean the medical healthcare um, community as a patient you can still feel afraid or you can feel like your voice isn't heard or you can feel just like I don't have the power to say anything and it's like no you have all the power this is your body this is your baby you know this is your mind this is your experience and if there's anything that you don't agree with please be vocal and communicate that because the worst thing that can happen is you'll find out, oh, this is not the medical team for me. So let me find somebody else I can work with. Mm-hmm. And we're going to post pictures, obviously, when we put the episode out there. But to, for someone to look at you right now, you are fit, healthy, youthful, yes. vegan, model yes. with a master's. Yes. Is what I like to <laughs> refer to you as. You are my model with a master's. <laughs> and yeah, so... I I get it for the sake of they have to treat a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have names for things and you have to have 
boxes, so to speak, for things. And yet on an individual case-by-case level, you can tailor that to fit the person you are serving, the person you are caring for. So, yeah. And I love that you said that, Sarah, because you kind of need to go into your, if you're choosing to work with like more of traditional medical care, you know, as you are on your pregnancy journey, you have to go into it understanding that it's a numbers game. So you're one of many women that they're seeing that day, and you still have the ability to create that individualized experience based on how you show up, based on your questions, based on your energy, based on all those kinds of things. So again, it's a partnership that you develop with yourself and your medical team. Mm -hmm. And so going into each appointment that way and remembering that, okay, well, I might only have 20 minutes with this person, but this is going to be the most amazing, compassionate, caring, individualized, fun, abundant 20 minutes that I can have with this person. And you never know, you might, you might leave them with something to take away for their next, uh, their next client, their next patient, and they could treat them in a completely different way. Yeah. Let's go back for a second then to when you first became pregnant and just moving through that journey and process. So it's kind of Go back to them, then we'll bring our way to where we are today. Sure. So how do I want to start? So in the in the space of transparency, this is my second pregnancy this year. I was pregnant earlier in the year and experienced a pregnancy loss. And even in saying it is a loss, I say that simply because that's what most people connect with. Yeah. Most people connect with pregnancy loss or miscarriage. I personally don't identify with either of those words or phrases. When you hear the word miscarriage and you break the word down, it's like a miscarrying or a mishandling of something. And I think that can lead the pregnant woman or her family to take on ownership as something that they did to miscarry the child. And then when it comes to pregnancy loss, I don't feel, I don't resonate with it as a loss. I know that it was an experience. I understand that, you know, it was a pregnancy. It was a pregnancy that didn't make it to completion. It was an interrupted pregnancy, however else you want to communicate yeah. about it. But it never resonated with me as a loss. So that happened for the sake of this conversation. The miscarriage happened on January 31st of 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was a week-long process of my body releasing the tissues, releasing the energy and the spirit of the child. And, you know, that was a very, very interesting, a very intense time. Some of the worst pain I've experienced in my life, physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about that was, even as I was in like the height of the pain and the, the sensation, I knew that there was something super powerful coming on the other side. Like there was, for some reason... I had to go through this experience to get to whatever was next. So that happened January 31st, moved through it, you know, talked it out, cried it out, all the things, and still very intentional about, we want to be pregnant again. Right. I wasn't attached to when it was going to happen. I, well, I won't say that. I did. I yeah. wanted it to happen <laughs> quickly, yeah. so to speak. And I also was like, it's also in divine time. Yeah. So kind of balancing, being being between those two spaces. For me, it was also like a biological thing. I'm like, well, my body's still kind of primed to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. So might as well go ahead on and slide another one up on, up, <laughs> on up in there, so to speak, you know? And that's what happened. So April 5th, 2020. I took a pregnancy test because I was having some some breakthrough bleeding. And I was like, is this period? Is this implantation? Like, what mm-hmm. is this? And I was actually about to speak on a podcast 
about young girls having their first periods. Oh, wow. And so I was like, let me go ahead and dip out really quick to CVS, get a pregnancy test. Got the pregnancy test. It was positive. Mm. And like I immediately had to go into this this presentation about girls in their first periods. <laughs> so April 5th, 2020 is when I found out I was pregnant again. Anthony, how did you experience the the experience? And I, I love all of what you shared there, Erica, about the semantics and whatever words you, you know, make it your own, mm-hmm. ch- choose to identify and describe it, however works for you and connects with you. And I think we are due for some healing and revamping around how we yes. relate to that and what, what we call that. Absolutely. So how did you find yourself in that experience in January? Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely was a, um, it's very emotionally heavy mm-hmm. and one that, I was really just trying to process in my mind around like, well, why did this happen? And we're healthy. And and then later down the line, we learned that it's actually a quite common experience, a lot yeah. more than we knew, we both knew. So yeah. it was like, okay, that while I didn't make it easier in a way, it did make it a little bit more of a, have more of a perspective and understanding like, okay, this is not abnormal. It's the body doing its thing. It's but you know, that with the body is um, forming something and it's not forming in the way it needs to, mm-hmm. the body will, you know, move on or, or remove it from you in some way. So it was, it was tough. I mean, we definitely had moments where we cried together and we were, you know, processing through the emotions together. And it, um, it was, it was raw for a while. And, and we also still had, High hopes of connect, you know, connecting again and creating a baby to, you know, share. And now that's what we have. So it's beautiful. And um, I would just like to say that to many people who have experienced it, and or those that, you know, that I can understand it now as far as the beauty and divine connection of pregnancy and how it um adds so much joy and so much connection to the relationship. Mm. How did you guys, when you did get pregnant again in April, what thoughts came up for you and how did you process those, those thoughts and feelings? I was like, I mean, just like Erica, like when she said like her body, she knew her body was still primed and ready. I was like, yeah, okay, great. It's happened quickly, you know, because a lot of couples, it takes several months to conceive. And I just felt very like, I felt confident. (laughs) I felt confident. I felt... um, empowered mm-hmm. to in understanding our our alignment our spiritual connection and the energy that we have around us our community the, the people that we engage with every day all adds to how that baby came into this space and so we were just we were jazzed we were just like jumping for joy <laughs> so erica so there is a lot, quite a bit going on in my mind, in my spirit, as it relates to being pregnant again. The first thing, of course, was excitement, happiness, that it did happen so quickly. And because it was so quickly right after the first experience, the miscarriage, I had some some fear, some question, like, is this one going to stay? You know, I had a lot of that really throughout the first trimester. And it wasn't until after I got into the second trimester that I really, it was, it was like a permission giving that I had to kind of go through an allowance of allowing myself to be really excited about this, 
next opportunity. You know, I think part of me was like, okay, I don't really want to get too excited because what if something happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As yeah. much as I understand how powerful I am and, you know, how much I have the ability to create the experiences I want to have, I still had that like, what if, you yeah. know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And your body's going through so many changes every single day, every single minute, especially in the first trimester that each sensation, each you know, gas bubble, each whatever could be like, oh, is she still there? Oh, what's, what's going to happen? And so it was a combination of excitement and a combination of fear. And I allowed myself to feel that. Like I didn't judge myself for feeling either one of those. You know, when people would ask me how I felt, depending on the person, you know, I would be open and honest about how I was feeling in that moment and allow that moment to pass. And and now that I'm in this well into the second trimester, I definitely have embraced my pregnancy a lot more. You know, I'm showing more now. I can feel the baby kicking. So I think it's really interesting, too, because you don't like we know it's just a lot of trust involved. Like we have to, to trust that the baby is doing what he or she is doing. The body is doing what your body is intended to do because I can't see in there. You know, I can't just knock on my belly and be like, hey, girl, how <laughs> yeah. you doing today? Like, What's up? And so. There's a lot of trust there. Um, The cool thing is, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, as far as me being a quote-unquote at-risk or high-risk pregnancy, I was seen by two different medical teams. So the first one was your traditional obstetrician and gynecologist, and the second team was a perinatal specialist, and they focus only on women who are high-risk for whatever reason, whether it's your age, whether it's pre-existing conditions, multiples, like whatever the case may be. And the thing about that was... I got a lot more in-depth knowledge and information from the perinatal specialist than I did with the obstetrician. So every time I went to the perinatal specialist, I would get um, an ultrasound. Like it was just so much more detail than I would get with the obstetrician. So although on one hand, I really wasn't jiving with the at-risk label, it allowed me access to much more information about my pregnancy, much more insight, just a different level of science, so to speak. So you kind of have to take the good with the bad, so to speak, sometimes. Like, if you're at risk, okay, well, I also get access to this kind of medical care, which I wouldn't have had if I was, like, not risk, mm-hmm. not at risk or whatever. So that was the cool thing. So having that many appointments also helps me kind of relax and calm into the pregnancy, especially, like I said, in that first trimester. What a beautiful reframe of that, like you said, what – what came with mm-hmm. some of the things around high risk. And I use air quotes around that, but then it gave you the opportunity to educate yourself more and form yep. yourself more on your body, your processes and, Absolutely. and then what your options are too. Mm-hmm. And then from that, you know, you guys have evolved in your, in your planning or in your care. So yeah. maybe how about we take a quick break? What do you think about that? And then we'll come back and talk about that. Okay. So before we hop back in, Matthew, you had a question. Yeah. So, we're in the age of COVID where you can't have people in doctor's offices. So I'm just curious because you touched, Erica, you talked a lot about all these different appointments. Mm -hmm. What was your guys' plan in terms of Anthony being present? Mm -hmm. Anthony, have you been able to go? And if not, how's that been for you and how have you worked through it all? Yeah. So as you all know, they're only allowing this, the woman to come in and have her, um, ultrasound and checkups and stuff. So, um, knowing that it's kind of a bummer because, you know, I like to be there to witness the ultrasound and see the baby moving and any other communication that's exchanged there. 
And however, we've been able to um, uh, connect with a friend of ours that has a doctor's office. And will remain, remain nameless. Yes, yes. we will remain nameless. <laughs> and she has, uh, she gave us the opportunity to see our baby at an, um, via ultrasound. And that was really cool because That's awesome. that wasn't something we had both expected. We were actually on vacation and we got a message from her saying she'd be willing to help us out in that regard. And I was like, wow, that's, well, there's a will, there's a way, you know, just thinking about it, how we, the way we think about things in life can really manifest. So we were thinking about that and it just shows up Mm -hmm. through that experience. And um, it was very, uh, it was emotional. Like I was happy and I cried. It was just like surreal too. It's like, seeing inside of my wife's body a human being that's mm. moving and jostling around and mm. this has this, you know, alien look to them. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it's just the way the baby looks, you know, it's just really great. This, mm. I remember when we left, I had a discussion. I was just like staring for like five minutes just mm. straight. This like eyes just watered up, you know? And so it was really magical life moment then that's yeah. awesome mm-hmm. that's a that's a beautiful thing to be able to have that yeah mm-hmm. definitely you know mm-hmm. yep props the, to, to her yeah because the original plan was for anthony to be there for every single appointment yeah and the pregnancy we had earlier in the year he was there and mm-hmm. so when i realized or when we both learned that because he was at the first the very first appointment for the second pregnancy and that was kind of at the height of covid and so it was after that one that we learned he couldn't attend anymore and so that kind of hit me hard because i did not want his last experience of a mis- of our of the ultrasound to be of the one when we found out that it was not going to be a full term pregnancy yeah and so i really wanted him to have the opportunity to erase that image from his mind, so to speak, and replace it with the healthy pregnancy. So very, very grateful for our friend who allowed us the opportunity to have that ultrasound. And uh, that, because I feel like that really kind of changed the game, Mm. you know, because for women, you know, we know we're pregnant, we feel it, our bodies are changing, things are shifting. And then for our partners, they don't really get that part of the experience. And so for him to really see her moving in there, and it was so early on, I really wasn't even feeling her movement yet. So for me to see her moving so much was exciting for me. And of course, it was exciting for Anthony. So I think that was a really amazing turning point in the pregnancy journey for us where it was like starting to like hit home because I wasn't showing yet. It wasn't like none of that stuff was happening yet. And so for us to be able to experience that together, just added another level of the pregnancy journey. Mm. Oh, cool. To experience it together Mm -hmm. because you're, you made this baby together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You're pregnant together. Yes. Mm -hmm. He's an integral part of this experience. So to, to be there. And I believe that helps with the, kind of landing, so to speak, of of the fact that you are pregnant with the partner because they don't have that physical mm-hmm. experience to it. Yes. So to be as active as they can be and serve the role that they can, I feel like is all the more prepar- preparation for them and becoming a parent and realizing that is the reality because mm-hmm. they don't have the constant reminders like you do as yes. a pregnant person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for us, it was seeing the ultrasound was mm-hmm. the first and then hearing Yep. Like hearing yeah. the heartbeat mm-hmm. is a big one mm-hmm. for a partner and then feeling the kicks. Yes. You know, like those are, those yes. are the moments where you get a chance to experience 
Like, oh my gosh, there's actually a baby in there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that's really cool. Didn't you joke the other day, Anthony, that you were having like sympathy pregnancy feelings yeah. or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, there's so many things about this whole experience. It's just like, I didn't know all this existed, you know, in terms of like, what you said, sympathy, pregnancy symptoms, or just some of the things that the man can experience as it relates to the woman being pregnant. It's like, Okay, it's like a whole nother world, like mm. going to a whole other room of a house that you never knew existed. It's yeah. just really fascinating stuff. So when did the care plans and model kind of switch up for you or where did you start to have conversations to shift that? Sure. So I never wanted to have a hospital birth. Like that wasn't anything that was really ever on the radar for me, especially after I learned about birthing centers. Mm. And I learned about birthing centers when I was really, really young. I remember driving in the car with my mom and my sister. I was like, I don't know, middle school maybe, like not thinking about having a baby at all. And one of the medical facilities my mom would go to for her appointments, it was also a birthing center. Mm. It was like a women's care birthing center facility. And so although it was in that more traditional medical setup, something about the birthing center told me that it was going to be a little bit different. And so at that point, I was like, I want to have my baby in a place like this. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward to present day, still had that same thought of didn't want to have a hospital. The first thing, the first one on my mind was to have a have a have a baby at the birthing center and then home birth was second on the list. Mm -hmm. And that was for a couple of different reasons. I think the main reason, though, was just like a lot of fear around like. Not even like if what if something goes wrong, so to speak, but like, how am I going to be able to deal with this pain if there's not going to be any medicine anywhere, you know? So I stuck, I stuck with the idea of not having a hospital birth. And even now, kind of going back to things being in COVID, you know, from what I've heard at this point is if a person is deciding to have a, ho- a hospital birth, the only person that can be in the room with them outside of the medical team is one, one other person, whomever they deem that person to be. And that also does not align with how I see my pregnancy happening or my delivery happening. I always saw it as it being a community event. So like people around, like four or five, six to 10, however many people I feel like I want at that time, I want to have the ability and the freedom to do that. And I knew that that was not going to be possible at a hospital. So I had a, I participated in an orientation from the Atlanta Birth Center I don't know, maybe about a month ago at this point or a little over a month ago now. And everything that they said in the orientation was very aligned with what I thought it was going to be. And the, one of the, the biggest reasons why I still chose to do a home birth instead of the birthing center was because they had a limit on the number of people who could be in the birthing suite with you. Sure. Because of COVID? Because of COVID. Got it. And so it's not one person, it's only three people. Mm. And so in my mind, that would be Anthony, the midwife, and the doula. Right. And I want there to be more people than that. Mm. So that was the deciding factor for me. And I remember after... That call or the orientation with the birthing center, I was texting Sarah about it, and I was also texting my doula about it. Because in in that moment, I still wasn't really decided, but I was going to allow myself about a week to kind of come to the final decision. And it really took me like a day or two, and I was like, okay, we're doing a home birth. Like, that's just what it's going to be. Whoop. Yep. (laughs) There you have it. Doing it at home. Yeah. How about you, man? What, uh, you know, when you first envisioned having a kid, Mm-hmm. Did you think of where that child would be born? <laughs> and then as 
the homers conversation came up. What stuff came up for you? Yeah, it's interesting because like a couple of years ago, I watched a, a documentary about um, midwives in Europe and how on oh. how like big that is over in Europe versus the U.S. And somehow, you know, back in my mind, it's like I want to have that experience versus just being a this bright light sterile hospital experience. So I've always felt more aligned with that because that's along the lines of how I like to live my life, which is more in the holistic way of living and more closely connected to nature. So I, I love the idea that we um, thought about that for that. And it definitely is just like right in, you know, kind of like order, so to speak of things. So I'm all about it because I'm, I really love the idea of being around people that you're emotionally connected with, that you emotionally have life experiences around. I think that is really what's vital for, bringing new life into this world so mm-hmm. that they feel like they're coming into a container of of warmth of of care and just people who are who's just there for you and so that's what i really connected with around the home birth experience so and why that's awesome that's awesome so what were the next steps for you then after you were clear on that and you guys kind of got on the same page that's a great question. So for me, the next steps were, I distinctly remember the questions that you asked me when I was like, okay, I think we're going to do this home birth thing. And I was like, okay, I think I need to find a midwife. And Sarah, you asked me something like, so what are you looking for in a midwife? Like what qualities? And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like, oh my goodness. And so just, and for me, it was a bit of a I kind of felt overwhelmed, like, oh, shit, I'm sure there's a ton of midwives out here. I'm going to have to interview all these people. Like, what is that going to be like? And then I quickly switched it to, wow, I get the opportunity to, like, handpick or handcraft, like, my midwife and my birthing team and my birthing community. So that was really cool. And so I was texting Sarah and my doula at the same time. And my doula is also a part of – she's been a friend of mine for a while. She's part of our community. So, you know – she is has a lot of alignment with the lifestyle that I already live right now. And so texting her and texting Sarah at the same time, I was like, all right, I think I need to just put my phone down for a second because there was a whole lot going on. And that Friday, I actually had my first like official appointment with my doula. And she gave me like a whole list of like maybe like between 35 to 45 questions of things for me to think about and choosing a midwife mm. and things to actually ask the midwife as we are going through our interview process. And this is a testament to how quickly like my mind works and how quickly I can kind of create what I want to happen because me and the doula were sitting there pulling up all these names of midwives. And I was like, I do not want to have to interview all these people. Like I just did not see that as something I really would enjoy. And so the doula called one of her really close friends who's a midwife. However, she is only practicing in North Carolina right now. And then she referred to us, she referred us to her partner who became my midwife. Mm. Like it just happened. And so I think I reached out to my current midwife. Her name is Terry Bowles. I reached out to her either that day or the next day. And we had our, our first consultation phone call the following week. And after that phone call, I was like, she's it. Like she's the one. And we secured her and hired her that following Monday. And that was, it's been smooth ever since. 
Beautiful. This is, this is important. I want you to share this if you can remember a couple of the top things for those who are going through this or thinking about their mm-hmm. care provider. What were, if you can remember, yeah. a couple of those top things that were very important for you to have in a midwife? And there's one thing in particular that I'm thinking of because I want it to resonate with those who that's very important to them. Sure. So there were a couple of things, honestly, and I can kind of split it into two different categories. So the first category is like, the procedural medical side of things like how do you run the show what does it look like when do when do you come over when the labor starts how does what's aftercare look like so those were some of those more like foundational procedural questions and then there was more of the lifestyle spiritual community kind of questions where I asked her what were some of her beliefs were not necessarily spiritual or not only spiritual but just in general what are some of your beliefs what are some of your values what is your like how do you relate to pregnancy like what does Mm -hmm. pregnancy and birth mean to you um what were some other ones like why of course why did you become a midwife Mm -hmm. i wanted to know more about her lifestyle so like what type of you know i'm vegan i'm i'm you know i'm pretty fit so you know does she have like this is physical fitness something important for her is it something that she encourages her moms to do you know a diet like how is that important for her and will her? she support you in that exactly. you know will and not be trying to feed you beef absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> and like you know what other types of like if i do get into a situation where the sensations from labor are really are really intense what does that look like is it going to be breathing techniques is it going to be herbs like what do you have to offer for that what does it look like? Like, how do you know if things do need to be transferred to a hospital? Like, what what key elements are you looking for then? How involved are you or how much does she communicate with my partner? How much does she communicate with my entire birthing team? What does that look like? How much will she communicate with the doula? Those are the questions. Those are the ones that are coming up for me right now. But um, it was like two a, f- a full page front and back of questions. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Thank you because mm-hmm. those all of those things. If any combination of the things that you listed, if those are very important to you, then that's what Absolutely. you seek and that's what you put out there and who you want advocating for you and yes. supporting you in this process. So I wanted to hear what yours were specifically because I know someone will find themselves in any of those descriptions for sure. And I think the cool thing about it was too going through those questions with my doula who had known me for a while yeah. understands my lifestyle. She was able to like handpick some very specific questions that she knew I would want to know, even if I wasn't really in the space to know that I wanted to know that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. <makes> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that mattered. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I yep. get it. Yep. Yeah. What questions did you have, Anthony? Yeah. Well, I for some for some reason in my mind, I always thought that midwives were already holistic, you know, because they're not so connected to the hospital, even though some of them do work at hospitals. Mm-hmm. I just felt like they'd be more of a fit for our birthing experiences because they wanted that's in my mind just made this idea like a midwife is like crunchy. They're, they're like they're hippie they're very you know this is like this is their like you know this is what they are so i just had this image in my mind you know it was just like similar to erica I had some questions but you know i, I was just kind of following her lead on the interviewing experience and um more recently actually i have been asking more questions about the midwife experience because i've gotten more information about the birthing experience and pregnancy and how it all unfolds and it's been really cool. It's been really awesome. So. I would I would like to add that Anthony was very concerned about if he was going to, once he kind of 
it dawned on him that he would have the opportunity to catch the baby, so to speak. Like I could see his brain just like open all the way up because on the initial consultation call, the midwife asked him like, so are you going to be catching the baby? And just to kind of backtrack a little bit, something that I found that was really profound for me on that initial phone call was she told Anthony and myself that he he is the king like this. And he she actually used the words, you are the king. This is your pregnancy too. Like you have just as much voice as Erica does. So make sure that you speak up. And honestly, that is what sold me. Nice. The questions, all that kind of stuff that was cool. And the way she related to our relationship and his place in, in all of this journey is really what kind of pushed me over the edge with wanting to go with her. And it was really funny though. He was just, you know, asking about, I wish, I wish she could have seen his face when he realized he could catch the baby. <laughs> and then after the second appointment, I mean, after the actual first appointment, I've, again, I think his only question was like, okay, so like, are you going to tell me where to be? Like, how will I know what position to be in? Like, how will yeah. I know what to do? And she was like, don't worry, I'll be right there beside you. Like, you know, I'll be, I'll be talking you through it and helping you along the way. So it was really cool just to see, you know, what, what parts of it he was most curious about or wanted to know more information about. Yeah, because this moment, it's like just thinking about the birthing experience and how it would, how it's going to be. It's like I start tearing up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be tearing up when I'm catching a baby. Yeah. Will, I be, <laughs> will I be, you know, suitable for this position? Or, you know, of course. Like, I just feel like I'm just going to melt, you know. It's like, okay if you melt. Yeah. So. And it's also cool if it changes. Yeah. yeah. Like my plan was to catch, yeah. but I was needed elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. And so then I just was like, great, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And yeah. our midwife caught. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we've seen a couple of videos where their mom caught. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? So, ganks are just, right. grab just it. pull it out. Yeah. So, it's just like, you never know in the actual moment how things are going to turn out. Unfold. It mm -hmm. might go super fast, but oh, well. You were there instead of me. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Might, you might go to get a snack and you turn around and there's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, boom. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we're recording this and it's August. Yes. Your guest date is in December. Mm -hmm. So you've got months, right? I'm curious for each of you, what is on your mind right now as it relates to upcoming birth time? So let's start with Erica. What, what are you thinking about most right now? I'm thinking of getting her room ready. And okay. it's been a bit of a process. We had a house fire, what, two years ago now? 
And we're still like getting the finishing touches done with the repairs from that, which we're in her room is actually going to be the office that I'm using right now. So it's going to be, it's requiring some shifting to happen and some, you know, cleaning out old spaces and getting all that stuff together. So that is like my, like that's on the front of my mind. Like every day I'm like, can we get this shit done? Like what? <laughs> like what is happening? Because I really don't want to create, and I know that everything is divine time and, you know, we are, we actually already have quite a bit of things for her. So if we, you know, if things don't go as to plan, she'll be fine. And I'm also like, I don't want it to be like a month out and we're yeah. still painting and still doing whatever needs to be done. Mm. So that's kind of what's front of mind for me right now. She's what about you, Anthony? Nesting. Yes. Getting ready to nest. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself for like just how I'm going to readjust my social schedule you know i'm mm-hmm. kind of a floater among different social activities i do a lot of stuff and i'm just embracing and surrendering that things will be different for a while and it's totally cool with that i'm actually excited just to be like man i want to take the baby and run with her or you know not, <laughs> run, not go run like physically maybe a little bit but just like i think I just, you'll probably try i'm just curious to know what all i'll be able to do like i know i'll be sitting a lot and you know holding the baby in my arm and you know, resting with her, with her. So, um, just mentally preparing myself. This kind of, I'm almost like I'm projecting myself into the future, and mm. it, you know, in a way. But I'm also working on being present with Erica as well, so that we remain connected and solid with our plans together. So. <laughs> I totally get you, man. Because you think like, okay, how's life going to change? For real. How's my work going to change? How's my time with my queen going to change? Yeah. How's time with friends going to change? And one of the things that you don't have is that beautiful baby right now in your hands Mm -hmm. to feel, oh my gosh, like I want to just be spending all my time here. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the big things for me. I I could envision what it was going to be like without or or with my life having changed, you know, letting go of the things that I, I liked, but I couldn't really put myself emotionally in the space of envisioning what it was going to be like to have a child because I've never had one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was almost easier for me to think that I was going to be, you know, having to let go of a lot and lose something rather than me be able to con- conceptualize what I'm going to be gaining. Mm. So it was interesting because then when baby Maya was born, all the stuff that I thought I was going to miss, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Yeah. I just want to hang out with Maya yeah. and Sarah. Like, I, I, that's all I want to do now. Mm-hmm. And everything, it changes. And yeah, so I understand where you're at. And that's what I've heard a lot of people say, literally verbatimly saying, your life is going to change. You're going to, it's going to change you so much. All these things about yourself that you'd never known about you, the way you love, any insecurities, any kind of things that you haven't fully acknowledged within yourself as a person could come up, could bubble up as it relates to your connection with your, your, your child. And, and so all these things I'm like, okay, I wonder what it'll be like for me. I'm just yeah. curious to know, yeah. like, what's, what comes up, you know, what kind of like, Things bubble up from, you know, inside of myself that might just be latent, you know, just hanging out in my subconscious. So. It's cool because you just, you wait till December. Wait till December. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Like, you can, I could tell you everything and other, other dads can tell you everything, but you just, yeah, you know, and, and so I get when you talked about wanting to be present, you know, like you can project your mind forward, but then you're also working on being present mm-hmm. because that's really what you have right now. Yep. 
So what are a couple of intentions or if you're open to sharing a couple of things that you're keen on either having in the birth experience from what you understand, that whether it's a logistical element that you're keen on or just a space energy, you know, vibe that you want created for the day and just so that we can hold that space for you. And you can also, you know, be sharing for those who might be at that space too. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about, you know, their birth. So just to hear your process, I think in real time would be really cool. Yes. So we are being extremely intentional, like extremely intentional about who we have in our home during the delivery to the point where I, I was actually, we actually met with a midwife yesterday and she was saying that around week 37, that's when she does like a, kind of like a class on, and I wish I would have brought my notebook, but the different portions of the the delivery okay. process. Yeah. And that's when she invites the my birthing team to come and we'll all be learning at the same time. And it, she is also very open to me inviting people just throughout the process to any of our other appointments. So my cousin, who's going to be at the birth, she was there yesterday and it was just really amazing for her to participate because she's like a second mom to me. So the first thing is just being intentional about who's there and even having like two different teams, like the core birth team and the secondary birth team. And, you know, one of the one of the things I was kind of worried about, of course, is, well, how is my family going to relate to me choosing a home birth? And I was pleasantly surprised with speaking to my mom, my grandmother, and my father about it. And each of them kind of said in their own way, like, of course, we know you. Like, we're not surprised that you want to have a home birth. And my mom even took it to the, to the next level because she's developed a really great level of self-awareness over the years and understands how much, like, how she relates to me and my sister as wanting to be the protective mama bear, even though we're both fully grown and she's like um you know do you really want me to be in the room mm. when you deliver because if I see you upset and hurting and there's no pain relief I might jump in and try to like save you or yeah. something <laughs> and I was like wow. I'm glad you said that mom because I was actually going to have you on the secondary team so what does that mean I was like I don't know what that means yeah, yeah. yet <laughs> I will have a worksheet just for you, though, just so you know. And so, again, being very intentional about who's going to be in this space. And then also another reason why I chose home birth is because right now I feel like I'm not going to want to be confined to one space, like to a bed, lying down. I want to, I feel like I want to be able to flow into multiple different rooms of my house or upstairs or downstairs or out on the balcony, even though it'll be December. I might want to get a little chill, you know, yeah. so... Being able to have that flexibility of movement was a really important portion of it. And having a, a, a pool there for a water birth, if I feel moved to have it in the pool, because I understand it could happen on the floor, on the balcony, in the bed, wherever I feel most comfortable, wherever we feel most comfortable at in that moment. And so those are some really key factors for me. Of course, I'm working on a playlist. I have a couple of fashion ideas of in my mind as do. well. Of yes. course, you, you know. Um, might be a wardrobe change. Who knows? I don't know. Just having a lot of options. <laughs> thinking about food, thinking about snacks, lighting. <laughs> I saw know. Anthony's eyes yeah, light up Anthony's at the word snacks. 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 <laughs> on the wardrobe. Lighting, you know, That's aromatherapy, because mm -hmm. I'm always I'm always burning an incense or a candle, so that will definitely be there. And, you know, just a really cozy space. I would love the whole upstairs to feel almost like just a big-ass womb, mm, you like know? A a, like a big safe space for everybody to kind of feel, you know, comforted and held and, you know, cozy. You can dig it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, what you're describing is like the spa experience. Mm -hmm. 
ironically, I love the spa experience. That's part of one of the things I'm thinking. Like, wow, <laughs> that'll change for me. You know, I go to the different spas for my own. You'll still be able to go to the spa. Self care therapy. Yeah, you, you got a lot of folks in your community yeah, who can watch baby. For it. We got you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Well, this. Oh, I think one so of the, filled with joy right now. Yeah, <laughs> one of the things, and you know, you mentioned it earlier that we we've, we've known you all, but like. You know, we've known you all for a long time. And so, yes. you know, Sarah's over here with a big smile because we're incredibly excited for both of you. We're excited for the experience. I can't wait to get those snacks and see your wardrobe change. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for, for, for little baby. And yeah, it's like, you know, for us, it's it's family. Yes. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's you all bringing life and adding to the family. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm just so grateful for you guys to have already like done this. You know, to kind of forge the way and not only done it already, but created the platform and the resources that you have. Like you you guys came up in our midwife appointment yesterday because we were talking about Anthony had a lot of questions about the history of midwifery and like the politics of it now. And we were speaking about you guys and how we were going to be coming here for the interview and, you know, maybe even she the midwife might be interested at least listening to the mm -hmm. podcast and so um you guys are very top of mind when it comes to to this decision so it was really cool to know that not only did we have people in our community who've had this experience before but like this is their lifestyle now mm -hmm. and so that just added to the like safety of it or the the affirmation like yeah girl you got this you already got some homies that have done this and they've done it very well so you have nothing to worry about yeah, I haven't been this close in physical proximity and then in relationship in this stage of my life with someone else going through a pregnancy mm. and planning yeah. for a birth. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. since you all have been pregnant and planning for this birth, I mean, whether myself by myself or us, you know, me and Matthew together in conversations, the excitement level <laughs> is too much that anything I am ever sharing with you guys is like it's been dialed back a hundred yes. <laughs> and you know, but there is, it's a great opportunity for us as well. You know, as you were making your choices, mm -hmm. I didn't want to insert anything yeah. like this was your journey. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. to just be there and trust that when we have our conversations, we'll have our conversations and, you know, to just be mindful of that, to allow your unique experience and to just revel in it with you and be along for the ride um, has, has been a really beautiful thing to watch unfold and to practice as well, you know, to hold space and just be ridiculously excited at the same time. And I think that was really yeah. helpful for me to make in making my choice is that because it could feel if I was a different person. I could feel pressure to choose a home birth because sure. we are so close, even that, even if that is not what I wanted. And so the fact that you guys always held a space for me and Anthony to support and love us through whatever choice we made was just so beautiful. And again, it, it helped me make my choice even, even better. Like it, it was easier for me to make that choice because I knew that even if I chose home birth, it's not going to look like you guys experience right. and so you weren't going to judge it up against yours you know what i'm saying like you would still be open to supporting us and loving us and being there for us regardless of whatever the outcomes were so that was a really beautiful aspect of it for me as well yeah and to learn new things you know it's four years later for mm -hmm, us and mm -hmm. so now to thinking about our future i'm like okay we're gonna call you king at our next <laughs> appointment when that's up you know and that's our time so i'm taking notes yeah. you know on what's what's happening yep. what's what's new what's the 411 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. So this is part one, obviously. Yes. Yeah. We will be back, um, you know, at your time, right. at your leisure. <laughs> like the day after. Yeah, she, right? we'll just roll <laughs> through. I mean, you guys, you you know guys are going to be at the birth, so. I, you know what? I think let's we should do a set live up. podcast. Yes. While I'm having my birth. I love it. Like ESPN <laughs> announcer style. Let's do it. Play by play. Oh, play by play. We'll be yes. broadcasting live. Oh, oh, this is going to be great. Incredible. No, but we will do part two. <laughs> like I said, there just might be some cooing in the background yes. or we'll have a designated baby holder uh-huh. or something. But I'm just so excited to continue to be on the journey and to share this. Like I said, I think this is so beautiful for those who are where you guys are right yes. now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, it could be a multitude of reasons. They could have switched their care. Mm-hmm. They could have had an experience like you had in January. It could be in the time of COVID. Like yeah. There's so many factors here that I think are so rich and relevant for someone who's grappling with them. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm so appreciative for this conversation and to continue it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you both. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you, you. So yeah. happy to be here. Appreciate you having us on. Yes. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.